Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Jules Von Hepp. Hello, I'm Sarah Powell. And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence. Because we all wobble. I actually want to call this episode Scrumptious. Yes, she's an angel. Uh, Liv Purvis is joining us to talk all things insecurities and listening back to this chat, because we do do that, we do listen back, it is really lovely um, affirming conversations about being insecure and about being open with insecurities. Liv is a young girl who has got a lot of followers and has taken it upon herself to actually own her insecurity and create a safe space to talk about it. Liv Purvis, I have been a, just so happy to see you today oh. because you're just one of those people that bring me so much joy. Oh. Um, you wouldn't throw me out in a Marie Kondo decluttering, would you? Oh, no. No, oh my God, I was literally just talking <laughs> about Marie Kondo and the joy thing this morning. Everybody is. <laughs> but also, I feel like you and I have this lovely bond. I always feel like you're big brother. I always feel like I look out for Liv. That's oh. nice. Um, I'm going to cry before it's even begun. Oh, God, don't. We've had tears already this season. I just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> to wilt into the chair. <laughs> um, what I love about um, you is that you have um, your fashion blog, your beauty blog, but you now have the Insecure Girls Club. Let's talk about that. Oh my God, where to begin? I feel like it's just, it's got a life of its own now. It's like, I started it last September, um, just gone out of, I think when you have a blog, I feel like I was just putting out a lot of content, which I was really proud of, but I felt like it didn't feel like it had a real use for people. I didn't know, it felt, I feel like I'm one of those people, I'm like, oh, it's so self-involved just sharing what I'm up to and just pictures of myself. And I wanted to do something that felt useful and could bring together this community that I've garnered over the years. I think I've been doing it for nine years, not 10, not 10 yet. And I just wanted to kind of spread it out across another platform. And initially I was like, oh, maybe I'll start a blog series talking about all of these different things that keep cropping up within my circles of friends or online. But then that felt too formal. It felt like I don't need to do long form pieces just to talk about the everyday niggles that we all have. So I kind of spoke to a few people, just started Instagram very much off the cuff. I was like, I think I had a sick day on the sofa and I was like, right, I'm just going to start this Instagram. And then suddenly it just grew legs, started running. And I was like, wait, slow down, because now it's just got a life of its own. But um, no, I started this platform called the Insecure Girls Club basically as a space for women to talk about the little things that we sometimes call trivial in a really safe space where you can talk about anything and people can go, I feel like that too, basically. Yeah, lovely. And I mean, I suppose one of the reasons that it took off so much was that people people needed it. Yeah. People loved it and yeah. they wanted it and they, they really connected with it, I think, really quickly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think when I started it, I felt like it's talking about a lot of the things I talk about on the platform. I know it sometimes feels a bit on vogue to start talking about those things. I didn't want it to feel like a platform I was starting to become part of a trend just 
I don't know what to do something because it was jumping on a bandwagon. But yeah, like you say, the way it grew so quickly, I mean, I didn't expect it to grow. And almost that's become an insecurity in itself, obviously, because now I'm like, there's too many people. I, ca- I can't talk to all of them. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. I can't please yeah. everyone. So it's kind of it's just grown into this place that everyone's so welcoming and supportive, which is amazing. For me, as your friend who like I've known you for quite I don't know how long I've known you, but it feels like ages. Yeah. Like you are really open about the things that make you like trigger yeah. as it were like I, you always have been with me and yeah. the things that maybe have made you feel a little bit insecure and so watching you as a friend start this platform was really it was like yeah of course she's done that of course oh. she's done that because so many people don't talk about it and the thing about Liv is you're a lot younger than you come across because how like if you mind me asking how old are you I left my wheelie trolley outside yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 25 so 25 you have this big platform and you're dealing with it and actually what I think you've done is you've used this platform for good which is something that I always talk about with social media you have to use your platform for good and it doesn't have to be this awful space that you can fall into we talk about comparison traps a lot don't we absolutely um it's not one of those arenas you're changing that into it being an arena for good but how how does it feel when you are I want to say owning the insecurity I don't know it's quite intimidating so I think on my norm, my normal platform, I've only ever kind of spoken about those things on stories because they feel a bit more disposable. And yeah. Like you can talk about them and then flush them away and then you're like, oh, I've forgotten about it. And I think almost owning them feels like it, it's refreshing in a way because you feel more in control of it. And I think even having conversations with people about the word insecurity, I think a lot of people are like, oh, why would you want to be part of like the insecure girls club? And I'm like, well, why would you not? Because everyone feels like it. Like it's not something to be embarrassed about. But I think... It's something that we've always kind of got our, I don't want to, you never want to be the insecure girl or the one that's yeah. like, even if that's at work or in a relationship, I think the second you're called the one that's insecure, you kind of, it's embarrassing. So it's kind of taking that back and be like, well, we all feel like it. And I think when I had all these conversations with friends, be it after an event or something where we'd come out and I was, I don't know, I always do this thing where if I'm at dinner, I'll be talking a lot. And if I've had a really great time and then come away and I'm like, oh my God, I spoke too much. Who do I think I am? I think I'm really funny. Oh, you love the sound of your voice. And then suddenly it just goes the whole other way. But then it's knowing that everyone comes out of those situations feeling like it. And even being able to like, when I first, I had a meeting about the Insecure Girls Club and I was with people that I was really quite intimidated by because I was like, oh, they're really successful. Um, Whatever that means. I know, that's the thing, that inverted commas, successful. And then I was talking about how nervous I felt and the other girl that I was with was like, oh yeah, I felt quite nervous this morning. And I was like, oh my God, now we're all saying it. We can all relax because yes. now we all know that we all feel like it. So then we can kind of go, right then, shoes off, let's get chatting. Because then it just, it levels the playing field because we all feel like it. <laughs> that is actually right at the core of it, isn't yeah. it? That you feel like this and I feel like this. And it's the relief of seeing my feelings validated by somebody else sharing mm. and being so open about theirs. And I wonder, kind of, I know this is quite a weird question. For you, Liv, what does insecurity look like? Like, how does it occupy you? I feel like loads of ways. I mean, like, when I first started, I always would joke. When I was online, I'd be like, oh, I'm a bit of a nervous pervis because I feel like I'm just a bit of a worry about everything. Reads into everything. I always have done. Like, so many anecdotes. But um, I feel like naturally coming into the online space, it really does, like we mentioned before, like leaning into comparison. Like, comparison is the thing that I think started the whole club, especially with the internet, because there were all these amazing 
people I follow online and I was just like, oh God, like you just look, it was just not having any tunnel vision. I remember many moons ago, I went on Emma Gannon's podcast and I kind of felt like I didn't have a thing when like, like we've spoken about before, like going on there and be like, I don't know what my thing is. Like, and then I start talking about comparison and obviously since there's people like Lucy Sheridan who are doing the most incredible things, like amazing work. But I felt like I could talk about things like comparison till the cows came home and how I felt. And maybe that sounds a bit self-indulgent. I could just talk about how I felt all day. That was my thing. Yeah. But it kind of talking about it made me realize it wasn't so weird. And I think I've grown up in a weird transitional time between not having the Internet and having the Internet and being like, oh, I remember a time when there wasn't this space where we could talk about this so openly. But then equally on my main channel, I felt like it was almost I wasn't brave enough to be so candid. So almost having the Insecure Girls Club gave me a platform that I could almost be a bit faceless and still talk about these things and then people that wanted to contribute could. I really admire all the women online that can just own it totally but even still I still feel a bit worried about kind of talking about my worries and little things that crop up on Liv Purvis. <laughs> sure. I think as well like you mentioned you know the women online owning it that's all our perception yeah. of seeing it from the outside and going oh wow she's owning it but people say to me oh god you own it on social media I'm like really because I am like some days I wake up and I'm a mess yeah. like I'm an absolute basket case. Yeah. And like that's normal. But what I like about what you're doing, Liv, is that you're saying you own the insecurity, like it's totally fine. And yeah. I think what's like I was thinking about what we were going to chat about today. I was th- looking back about my own insecurity, and I would never describe myself as an insecure person. I think I would have done at 25. I definitely would have done at 22. At 18, mess. <laughs> But I think it comes in peaks and troughs because for now, if I'm talking about insecurities, I fall into the comparison traps around my friends. So their engagements, their buying houses, the bifolding doors, the cookers, all of these things that I perceive that I want makes me trigger, makes me go, I'm worthless. Why haven't I got that? And which Sarah and I have chatted over endless bottles of wine over this yeah. topic. Yeah. Oh my God. But it, carafe but after we, carafe. But we don't necessarily <laughs> talk about it online all the time. So I love the fact that you have this space here I'm interested to know what's and I don't know whether there is one what's been the most common insecure things that you see coming through from people so many varied things I think that's kind of the I mean there's a lot of things with talking about failure and where people think the line is of being successful and feeling that they're not doing as well as they should and that comes up all the time which I think is so interesting I posted a quote yesterday I think it was by Jen Gotch who is the founder of Bando who's amazing and it was kind of like the way we perceive failures makes us fail more than we actually do because we haven't actually done anything wrong but the way we think about it almost puts us through it twice because you're like oh I failed and you haven't but then the way you're thinking about it does if that makes sense totally failure inception and it is and but the goalposts are moving all the time for all of us do you know what I mean and there's that lovely thing remember when you didn't have what was what Uh, the remember irony is what amazing. You, remember when you wanted what you currently have? Yes, that it's that. Remember when you dreamt of it? Because we never give ourselves credit for that. Mm. You never, you know, get there and go, great, I've done that. And that's something that I really wanted. It's always on to the next, on to the that's next, That's what I loved about your yes. episode with Bryony as well. I was just yes. about to say, Bryony Gordon, mm. yes. And I was just like, that, exactly that. Because I look back and I think, like, at this age, I'm like, wow, Liv, like, give yourself a pat on the back. And on the other hand, I'm like, well, I've not done that. I've not done that. Yeah. Like, walking around, like, sadness in Inside Out, like, my head down, like, 
can't gold. Yeah. But it's so stupid. And I think I feel lucky in a way that I have a really good supportive network of friends. And I think starting the club as well, I wanted to kind of put it out there for people that didn't have that network around them as well. Because I think I take for granted sometimes having like a best friend that lives down the road that I can chat to. And like you say, like have a glass of wine or something with, or an elderflower if you're me. Yeah. Um, like PG purpose. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but just having a space where people can feel like they can talk to other people and I think it kind of did follow on from the podcast that Charlotte and I do which is called The Fringe of It and we started up a Facebook group um, when we started the podcast and people were just getting together like they were kind of saying oh if, if anyone wants to hang out in this city it showed me that side of online and the networking that and the power of community that I think I took for granted having an audience where you kind of think it's so much more than just an audience to kind of show things to you want them to actually feel part of something and feel valued because they are of value they're, they're enormous parts of what I do and I think you can take it for granted and I think that's why I wanted to start that as well to kind of make people feel like they were part of some, part of something yeah like, I don't know that sounds a lot deeper well, than it, it should the feel of not the feeling of not being alone I mean that, that's transformative mm. completely yeah. the idea that oh my god it's not just me thank oh because I thought it was because we all do we yeah. all think it's just us everybody mm. thinks everybody else has got all the answers they've really got their shit together they really they're fine you yeah. know it's this constant perception of I'm not okay and they are and yeah it's so easy to and do and I think what's worse now um, is that everything is perceived as measurable yeah so for us it's numbers yes. on oh. people's Instagram page yeah. how much have they got and they're only inviting me because of this or likes and all of this but also for my friends who aren't in this industry it can be or oh, they've just opened their second shop or yeah. they've just got another car or yeah. they've just bought that house or they've done this and it's this it's everything is measurable by standards that you perceive yourself which can then I feel trigger more insecurity going in yeah. but it's actually you're totally right of just taking a deep breath and going okay that's this is all in my head here yeah and also I, I always sort of believe that if we are triggered by something there's probably an element of it's because it's what we want do you know what I mean yeah. it's what ultimately it's, it's showing a part of ourselves it's all about us it's not about that other person yeah. do you know what I mean it's not really about their house and their dog and their arga it's about the fact that you know although we would all love an we, we, that's it God, that's it's it. my biggest oh, no. trigger <laughs> but that's because ultimately if we look at that if we turn that around you are desperate for that you're ready to move and you're ready to to have that sort of space yeah, aren't you totally. and to occupy that and it reminds me of when we had Gina Swire on Wobble about how you can then kind of really make that a positive so you can yeah. uh, think about how you can obtain that think about how you can occupy more spaces like that whether it's going away for the weekend or whatever it, you know however it looks or vision boards or do you know what I mean lightly whatever it is there's a, there's a real way of converting it, yeah. isn't there? I completely and I think actually realizing that someone's really looking at you and feeling like that yes. as well and I think sometimes having that platform where you can kind of like I don't know like last night for example I had a bit of a wobble and then I spoke to Charlotte who could be like it's all right felt fine afterwards but it's almost having that online friend who can kind of go you're fine like take a breather because I had that at my disposal and it, again you, I could just be like oh yeah hasn't everyone just got someone they can whatsapp and just go yeah you're not all right but it is yeah like you say just, a lot of people don't know but that's yeah. a lot of people don't out. and Completely. even their relationship if you're in a yeah. relationship maybe another half doesn't necessarily understand and it's brave how you're feeling. to admit that yeah. you feel yeah. insecure as well and I think especially but maybe in relationships it's hard to kind of say to your friends oh actually I'm having a bit of a shit time in my relationship or I don't know you don't want to kind of make things seem any 
less than they are. Yeah. So actually almost doing it anonymously to a bigger space I think it's easier. Can be easier. Mm. And I think that's, again, what I think it might be hopefully helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I think it must be, if you if we were to speak to people who occupy that Facebook group or, or who are heavily sort of involved in the Insecure Girls Club, I feel like it would be they either don't have anyone to talk to, you know, IRL, um, or they don't feel comfortable. And actually that's a really lovely safe space to, to explore that part of yourself in yeah complete I, I hope so I think there's times there's things that people have emailed me that I see and I think oh my god I wish I'd seen that when I was that age like just silly things like well not nothing silly but like things I was thinking about like pubic hair and things that you kind of feel really insecure about and when I was a certain age I'm like I remember it being like the be all and end all and I was like oh my god I don't know what to do I don't know if it's like what is what is it sexy is it not like it's it was so subjective to me at an age of like I can't even I think it's like 15 yeah. and I had a boyfriend and he oh my God, I don't think I've ever said this out loud. Well, I have said it to my best friend, but like after we split up, I was so young and he shouted over the train platform. He was like, Harry Muff. And I was just <gasps> mortified. And that was kind of my- I hope he hears this. And yeah. I was so like, I was embarrassed. Obviously you feel embarrassed. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, I'm disgusting. And you never forget it. And you, you never, can like, still that's feel the it. thing. Like yeah. even now I'm like, I remember that because it was embarrassing. And I think if I had all these resources now that I could be like, actually, do you know what? It's really empowering. It's my choice. I feel so much better about that. Whereas at the time I was just like, oh, I'm disgusting. Oh God, maybe I'm like a 70s porn star. I just don't know what to do with myself because there wasn't anyone else telling me otherwise. Yeah. Whereas now I think, oh my God, there are like, I can talk about this to anyone. And that's so refreshing. Yeah. And it's like having those resources online are just like, oh. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.
Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It is amazing, though, that people don't realize when they say stuff of how that can really impact somebody else. I once had a one-night stand, and this is such an overshare, but whatever. Um, we're in I mean, the shower, and he said to me, are you quite fat, aren't you? <gasps> no. And we were in the yes. middle. We were in the middle Stop of yeah. everything. And Why would he say that? He said, are you quite fat? <gasps> And I was just like, can't believe somebody's actually just said that while I'm naked, while I'm doing things that I'm supposed to enjoy. Yeah, um, that's awful. And it took me months, months to process yeah. it. Months of like, like, I could not have sex. I couldn't go out. I just didn't want to like, take my clothes off in front of everyone. Oh my but God. then I was like doing spray. It was just this really weird time for me of, of dealing with this body. But I, he's, a, he's a good person. It's not like he's a horrible person. He would be mortified. I don't know. No, like... <laughs> Because I, I worked with him for quite some time. Like, he, he would be mortified to know that. And he probably just, he shouldn't have said it. And when there was alcohol involved or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But I think things that we throw away or yeah. comments that we can say to throw away, they affect other people in different ways. And I think if there are things that you hold on to and maybe you are thinking, oh, God, like, that person said that thing to me. Who said it? Put it in the freezer. Oh, it was in Friends, wasn't it? What, what when they put the book in the freezer because it's too scary. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's amazing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Because that person probably doesn't... He would never remember probably that he even said that to you. Or muff yeller at you. you. Know, yeah. yeah, he would never like remember that. I hope not. But things, things can stick and they can be, almost become a filter that we see everything through. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you think, like, if we think of your example, every time you were, you know, undressed in front of anyone, I mean, that could go so it, deep but that it went could, for years yeah, it went yeah. for years I mean that's like, your self esteem yeah. that's your body confidence that's everything through yeah. that lens and so if we're able to switch that lens quicker yeah. with, with something like talking to a community of people who are really yeah. safe and really understanding and supportive around it if we can just flick that lens off a bit quicker Completely. like that's saving you years exactly and I think it educates people as well and like not in an arrogant way but you think sometimes other people seeing those stories may change their perspective on something and be like oh maybe I've said something like that or maybe I've had a perspective thinking that was a negative thing when in fact it's not but I shouldn't use it as a negative comment and yeah. it kind of reframes how other people see it yeah. and then they're like oh it's totally normal and I don't know it just it, why everyone becoming more open if they can obviously it still takes balls to kind of yeah. pluck that up but I still think that I think the more we're open and share those things the more we can kind of all relax a little bit and breathe out and be like oh yeah. God, you feel like it too. Oh, it's fine then. <laughs> oh, thank God. But I think even if you go into your Facebook group, for example, even if you're not active in it, do you know what I mean? Even if you're not yeah. posting or you're not sharing or kind of nobody knows you're there, just to be in that sort of environment, mm. I think, can can be a wonderful thing. Oh. Just that alone. And I'm sure you do have lots of members. Yeah, that, enormously. Yeah. I mean, because me and Charlotte, when we started it, we were like just seeing people pop up and be like, oh, I've lost my job and I want to do this. Or everyone was just being so honest and then other people be like let's hang out let's go for a cup of tea and I'm like all it takes is something really really simple I think it's something we really underestimate online as well because there's so much noise and there's so much activity that sometimes it's easy to just sit back and watch it all happen yeah. whereas sometimes it's all someone needs is just someone going you're all right you yeah got, you got this I almost think Liv 
that in a way it's harder for somebody like you because I think it would be very easy to look at your life and to go you have you do lovely things and you have things like press trips and people send you clothes and things like that what have you got to complain about completely yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine you do you know what I mean you almost have well, to it's, that's not to say that you're not allowed insecurities but for some reason no but that's yeah. exactly it but when I started like thinking about the Insecure Girls Club initially I was pitching it as a book idea as well like a hand book and a lot like quite a lot of feedback came from like guys in suits saying well how can someone like that feel insecure and you kind of just think of course anyone can and I think that's why like especially with the videos I do on the page I want it to be a mix of people that have just emailed in and feel comfortable enough and people that I work with as well in an environment where people don't see them in any other state other than them being switched on because I'm like actually makes us realize that even the people we deem the most inverted commas successful have worries and I think suddenly when you realize that you think oh okay like no one's kind of more supreme than someone else or no one's immune to feeling a bit wobbly or a bit unsure or I don't know and then you feel a bit more human and I think that's the one thing that actually connects us always the fact that we all do feel a bit weird sometimes and it's normal and it's not strange and it's not doesn't make you I don't know because I think sometimes when you when you're on your own and especially online and I think oh god I must be the only one feeling like this I'm going mad like this is it and actually everyone feels like that yeah and I I feel like I keep saying that but it's so true yeah because that's what connects us all and I think it's also a feeling that doesn't go away through life of feeling insecure and it could be so we use the example of you online and we all being able to see your career but say we're not online and I'm speaking from experience of having a year where I've been in serious meetings and in office space even in office space you think around the table that you're having a meeting with there probably is someone around that table who doesn't know what anyone's talking about or maybe has something has triggered something within that meeting and maybe that person goes home and that's the bit that you don't see that's like you offline and they go home and they sit and they think about it and that maybe triggers them or they process stuff like I got really insecure last year because I didn't I don't understand a lot of office jargon because I've been a spray tanner I haven't been an office person so there's loads of stuff that I don't get that's like it's making me so insecure and it like they all think I'm this celebrity spray tanner and you can do this but actually when I come home or when I get on the flight back I'm like I didn't really understand a lot in that meeting luckily I have business partners around me that can help me but it's really hard and in a way that kind of marks as like success as well I think sometimes insecurity can mark new chapters in your life and new pages of success because you think I'm out of my comfort zone which obviously is really exciting but then it just presents this whole new page of like new worries that we're like I never thought about this I suppose when you flip that on your head you're like god that's so exciting because you're doing something that's so exciting and so incredible which naturally pushes you into a space where you will feel out of your comfort zone but maybe that's a good thing as well yeah Mm. I think there's a funny thing as well um, and I sort of talk about this um, when I've done my online classrooms because I've got such a lovely life. I've got lovely friends. I've got gorgeous husband, home, family. Do you know what I mean? I am I'm incredibly privileged and incredibly lucky. And because of that, I almost felt guilty because I was like, how, who am I yeah. to feel anxious or insecure? Do you know what I mean? In the grand scheme of things, it's so easy oh, to compare to, you know, people who are so much worse off. And there's a gratitude there, which is lovely. But there's so much guilt, do you know what I mean? Around sort of going, oh, I feel like this. Is it, is it legitimate? You know what I mean? Almost having to prove yeah. I am allowed this insecurity. I think that's when I started, when I, when I started sharing it more on my like main page, if you like. 
like like just my normal personal profile. I was always kind of I'd start every story being like, oh, I know that it's you know a bit silly, and you kind of felt you had to like justify or put everything like make everything relative. And everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. I mean, you like to think most people understand that there's always going to be someone that isn't is worse off, like you say, but it is just kind of tackling it in a way that's sensitive, but then still having that platform where you can just kind of say, look, this is how I'm feeling, and no one's going to go, well. Yeah. But, yes, you went on that holiday last year, you selfish person. Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah, I remember somebody, Lucy Sheridan actually did a post about this. It was a while ago. That idea of if somebody shares something that's a struggle for them, there can be this habit um, that people get into of going, why it's worse for them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was like a new mum or something who was like, oh, I'm really tired. You know, and straight away, there was a lot of comments under that post of going, well, I've got two kids and I've had this and one of them's had chicken pox and I'm trying to start my job and do my masters I'm really tired do you know what I mean yeah. almost like there was like a competition for around that sort of stuff which is so weird that that's another yeah. trap that, that mm. people can fall into and it almost again it, it's like your insecurity isn't legitimate yeah because the internet as yeah. well like the competitiveness yeah. whether it comes down to numbers and just looking and being like well actually stop right there pal because like I don't know it's that mentality it's almost slightly competitive so I think it can get quite a lot sometimes you're like oh I just wanted to talk about the spots on my chin like yeah. and I think that's like I did a video with one of my friends Lindsay and we like whenever I do them I always ask people what makes them feel insecure and sometimes people are like oh this seems really silly I'm like nothing's silly I said you can be as open as you want or literally kind of go in with the the biggest thing the biggest weight on your shoulders and I said nothing's more or less valid I no. said if it's making you feel less than then it's it's fine by me yeah. not like that but you know yeah. like, it's totally I think, valid I think that's the most important point mm. actually of the whole thing that if you feel it and then it's real then it's real do you know what I mean yeah. if you feel it and it bothers you it doesn't matter how much of a big deal or a small deal it is for somebody else it's yeah. yours yeah, and exactly. you're allowed it do you know what I mean and it's cool yeah uh, yeah exactly what a lovely lovely chat now we always ask when you come on Wobble what makes you wobble? What makes me wobble? Typically spending too much time online I feel like that's the most unoriginal thing ever no. but if it's yours you can have it then. yeah <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's just ridiculous it's not even valid no but just when I've spent too much time like almost overindulging on the internet like eating a whole like doing a Bruce Bogtrotter on Instagram being like <laughs> oh I feel sick because I've literally spent too much time I think that makes me wobble because I think I've not dedicated enough time to doing the things I actually care about and bettering myself as a human um, but no I think comparison and the whole that whole trail does send me in a is it like an Instagram hole do you know to me where you fall in and then suddenly you're like I three years so. down like, on last night page. I think for example last night I just had like all these emails to do and I was like do you know what? these will take me 20 minutes and I don't know what I did I think I just found myself scrolling and just and I, and I looked at the clock and 22 minutes had gone and I was like how have I done that and I was just like I've literally eaten my productivity gobbled it up and spat it out I'm like yeah. what have I done and I think that makes me feel really like it makes you feel daft and then you kind of end up in this circle going why have you wasted all that time okay and it's just you keep doing it and like that circle you think well I'll just refresh it once more. I don't know that is I think one of the, yeah. the biggest scrolling such a funny one isn't it it's such it's a funny such one because I never one. view scrolling as a waste of time ever oh but yeah. I, I I can feel like I've had, it's like a junk I know yeah. I know what you mean online. I know what you mean but I'm like well 
well, it's just me keeping up. That's what yeah, I'm like, that's, that's okay. Thing. It's not, I haven't wasted time. But I was it's keeping up with up. people that like, you know, people you maybe gone to school with or met twice and then you're like, oh, I'm just keeping up with Yeah, them. yeah. I avoid stuff. It gets to the point if the scroll, bo- like some, the scroll will bore me though eventually. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Doing, I'll do exactly what you said, Liv. I'll look at it and then suddenly a half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half will have gone. Yeah. And I'll be like, wow, I just totally that was that was heavy yeah um live if people want to find the club where do they go they can go on to inst- just instagram at the moment it's just at the insecure girls club um hoping to extend it on to facebook and hopefully maybe a website very soon but it's all on instagram at the moment they can also email um which is very old school but yeah no i do a lot of like submissions and contributions if people have something they really want to say or share then come on in to- come on in everyone's welcome brilliant live thank you so thank much, you so much. Thank you, thank you for having me. Thanks for the cake. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. I'm still thinking about that cake. Yes, Liv Purvis brings good cake. Very moist. Um, Liv <laughs> is, I mean, she's just cute as a button, isn't mm. she? She's so, so lovely. Mm. And yeah, it's really, like you said, it's really easy to forget that she's 25 and it's Hard not to say that in a condescending way. No. But it's just because... Because we're old bags. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think the main sort of thing that comes up time and time again, particularly when we're talking to people on Wobble, is that feeling that everybody else is sorted. Do you know what I mean? That I'm the only one. It's only me. Uh, Particularly, I posted um, a couple of weeks ago on Instagram. I wasn't even going to share it. It was a piece that I'd written for Time to Change. Yeah. um, From Mind. It, It was about the necessity of being liked. Like, I've always been obsessed that people have got to like me. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I wasn't even going to share it because I was like, this will be just me. It's one of the, I mean, it's just been one of the most commented on things. It's had the biggest reaction of anything that I've ever posted, really. Because I think there's that really powerful thing about being open and using social media for good. Yeah. And actually, like, what I loved about that, when we were chatting to Liv about when she said she was going on a job and there was all other girls of similar level and she was really nervous and then all of a sudden she was like, I'm just nervous. And the other girl was like, I'm nervous. And then they they kind of were able to level out with it. I think it's it's such an easy thing to forget in life and almost think, oh, we're just swimming this stream on our own. But actually it's like that famous saying, isn't it? None of us know what we're doing. We're all blagging it. Yeah. We're all, we all have our our hang ups. Absolutely. Um, Thank you so much to Liv for coming on Wobble. If you like this podcast, why not like? Why not subscribe? Yes. There's a whole other, this is the third series. There's a whole other two series worth of stuff and brilliant guests to get stuck into. So do go back and have a listen. And there's also our other podcast. Yes, Jules and Sarah, the podcast. Search that on your podcast app. It's not the same podcast as this. It sits on a totally different um, feed, as it were. But you can listen to um, us on Spotify. You can listen on Acast. You can listen wherever you download your podcast. Yes, wherever I believe you get we'll your be podcast there. from. Yes. Come on in. And we will see you very soon for another guest on Wobble. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.